and this is Pondering Putan with Ajushi Otaro and Hachi Mitsuboy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. This is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy that's dedicated to Asian Nonaka's manga series, Karate High School. And today, we are beginning our read-through of Volume 3 with Chapter yeah. 47, A Japanese Man in New York. Uh, which in the last five minutes we have determined is a reference to a sting song and not Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Um, I was, I was honestly thrown off by that. I spent way too long trying to like identify. The other thing is I was like, this is the thing that I spent the most time on, which is, so there's a specific way that the Japanese title is rendered where it's like kanji for the like Japanese man. And then it's in uh, like Romanji, like in English, you know, Latin characters uh, in N period, Y period. And so I was trying to find, especially because there's a character in this uh, who looks like a character we've seen before. Um, but seemingly is not. I was trying to figure out if there is like a queen song that in Japan has a title that's like something in NY that it was specifically referencing. Yep. Okay. I'm um, following. That's yeah. I, I agree with your logic so far. Uh, and so I kind of got lost in the sauce with that and then was, was too confused. And so I was just like, so the, the Japanese character as well could like also be translated as boy. Um, and so I got too fixated on that. And so that's how I got to only living boy in New York, which also mm-hmm. is a song that I know. I know that song more than, um, an Englishman in New York because, uh, uh, Sin Fang, uh, did a cover of only living boy in New York. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Which that's mostly what I think of when I think of the song and not the like um, Simon and Garfunkel one. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and the way that I found found out, well, again, assuming that it's the, we now have identified the right song. The way that I found out what it was, was I just went to Google and I started typing in like, I was like, well, I'm going to type in like, as many constituent parts of this as I can and then see what happens. Yeah. And I type. I was like, but as soon as I started typing, I was like, okay, I don't, this actually doesn't really make much sense to do. Um, cause it's just going to be like a blank and then like in quotation marks in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is but, the other thing I was running into. Yeah. But like the minute I did that, Hold on, I'm going to try and replicate it now. Because um, it was really fascinating. I will usually affix it with, like, song or music. Like, I'll try a few different things. Sometimes I'll do, like, classic rock, because a lot of them are classic rock ref- references. Or, like, you know, sort of... Or maybe I'll do, like, glam rock, because I feel like uh, Eiji Nonaka also likes um, glam rock. So... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know uh, exactly what i did the first like half second but i typed in like three words and it immediately like populated stingish englishman in new york but if yeah. you do like a and then quotation marks in new york and quotation song it will it will pop up englishman in new york at least for you because also google gives you different results 
Yeah, so we have like Autumn in New York by Billie Holiday. And then yeah. Simon and Garfunkel is like ninth here. But that uh Oh, this Simon is the other Garfunkel. thing is I was doing in quotation marks in NY. Because I was mm. I, I thought that, that was a a part of the component. Yeah, if I do A and then in quotation marks in New York spelled out. A I something sting. in New York. Englishman in New York. Yeah. yeah. Well that could only possibly be the sting song. Englishman in New York. Yeah. Uh, um, so, hence our conclusion there. Anyway. Uh, I'm glad we got that done before the podcast, so we didn't yeah. have to waste any time on the podcast. Yeah. We'd have, we definitely have that out. Uh, yeah. Also, this is this is a note. For people who are listening and are not aware, the, the songs that are cho- choose at the end, I, f- I think that this is often clear, because we'll have, like, a song like the chapter will be called shock me and then the song will be like shock me by kiss or it'll be rudy can't fail and the song will be rudy can't fail by the clash right mm. there's somewhere it's like very direct you, when mean, doves you mean by uh by super tramp yeah definitely um <laughs> yeah and there there are some I, i'm always trying to find something in the reference so search for a sidekick i i did some digging and found that it was a reference to a a french film um about basically like trying to find an idol. Uh, I forget the exact French title. And then it's the Japanese title of that film. So this is like one of those where I'm like doing more digging to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, and so then from that, I, I found one of the songs from that movie. Um, famously, this is the, the reason why um, Sleepers, that's the movie Sleepers. And so I watched the movie to try and find a good song to do. Mm, um, yeah, and then we, I, I, I think remember we, that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, all that to say, I the the music that I'm choosing, I'm always doing my best to find what the reference is. Uh, there's definitely been a few cases where the reference is like to a manga or to like a book, um, and then I just try and do my best to like find something vaguely adjacent to it. Um, the one thing that's difficult is when we do bonus material because I don't have a like title reference to reach to um then you just choose your favorite song yeah for for volume one uh i i actually specifically asked because we had like the wrestler bonus one so i asked um m friend of the show who uh knows a little bit more about wrestling of like what would be a good wrestling song especially if you can find one that's like uh japan wrestling um like whatever the league i forget the name of the league right now um and so that's how I got that one, which then also like another song from that same wrestler came up later in volume two. Um, and then for volume two, I just had this like compulsion to pick that song. So, yeah. Yeah. But you were really into it at the time. Yeah. And by at the time, I mean last week. Yeah. I don't even remember so what it was anymore, it. but yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. The other While thing we're, we're talking doing, about. Yeah, before uh, we hit well, record, uh, so I, uh, before we record, I also always pick what the the timer sound is going to be. And I'm not going to spoil for people what the timer sound is. Uh, sometimes you're involved and sometimes I know before you even get on the call, like if, I, if I'm if i in the, the channel early, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in this case, I 
where we were trying to pick one out and like none of them felt that good. Um, and you're like, I wish there's just like a source where we could get like ringtones to, to use for this. And I was like, yeah. there is a thing that says like buy ringtone. Like I don't want to spend a dollar on like a, a sound for this podcast. <laughs> the the other way is I can get an MP3 and I can not have even a MP3, one dollar. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's it's involved to do like uh the MP3, especially like picking one out and then getting it and then putting it on my phone. I don't want to do that every episode either. Uh, but I decided to go look and see what the the tones were, and most of them are like thirty second clips from songs, uh, which makes sense. Most people want those for like ringtones. Uh, but I did find the one that was sound effects, but it's all like stuff from movies. Uh, so this is what we were doing right before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Um, was trying to listen <clears throat> to some of these. Which we will now resume doing. This one's called uh, Mom Message Warning. Warning. Text message from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we're really marketing to uh, yeah the, 20, the 12 and 13 year olds with that one. Now. There, there are a couple here that I, I just need us to listen to you and me, Connor. Um, the like the listener, time. well, this the listener, like a will, private listening. no, the listener will come along for this ride. But I need, I this is specifically I need you and me to to listen to you. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do uh three of them. Okay. Okay. Um, you'll know the one that I need us to listen to, but I'm gonna do three. Uh, first one is cows mooing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the second one is dog barking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then knocking on door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it keeps going. There's more knocking. Um. Anyway, but yeah, a lot of them out. are just like uh, Millennium Falcon computer, which I guess is uh, that Leap robot who is for robot liberation, and then got turned into the Millennium Falcon. Did you ever watch Solo? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm pretty firmly out on uh, all of the Disney Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And so I'll, you, I'll be honest, like, well, go ahead. I'll let you ask your your do, question before I... Do you know the thing that I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I just have to explain this to you because I, I need you to know that this is like uh, one of the, the worst things that Star Wars has ever done, which is... Okay. So there's a, a robot in the movie Solo who's like maybe dating Lando Calrissian. There's like jokes around it. It's never like committed to, but there are lots of jokes around the fact that they are like in love or something. Okay, this movie is already more interesting than I thought. That robot... Uh, also talks about robot liberation a lot, which is is weird because until that movie, there basically has not been like actual acknowledgement within a lot of Star Wars stuff that robots are a slave class who are like yeah. bought and so like in the in the first movie Star Wars, there is a slave auction where they go and they buy slaves to and like you know that's where where Luke gets uh, C three PO and R two. Yeah, I um, feel like that's not. Uh, a prominent theme of the yeah of the films and this movie like acknowledges it in this but also in this way where it's like kind of a joke that she's like all about like robot liberation like uh you know droid liberation um, yeah, yeah and you're like no no this is star wars like 
This is funny because we don't do that in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the movie, spoilers for Solo, but I already said this. Uh, so there's a part where she's like basically maybe going to die and they transfer her consciousness to the, the Millennium Falcon. So now she is trapped forever to be like the piloting computer for Han and Chewie. Wow. The, the, the droid liberation one. Yeah. And then also uh, it adds this other weird sexual dimension to Han Solo flying in the Millennium Falcon uh, that like Lando Calrissian wants back because his girlfriend is in that ship. Yeah, his Millennium Falcon is, like is sh- now, now his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that seems like a pretty big, uh, a pretty big plot point to like not have acknowledged in prior Star Wars films. Yeah. Although, again, I'm like, I, I don't even know how much of the like pre Disney Star Wars films I've seen. Because uh, my memory is like just not not that great of them. Yeah. So I don't know how if there's any opportunities like how much interaction there is between like Lando Calrissian and Han Solo, but you would think that like if there's any, and like Lando's anywhere like in proximity of the Millennium Falcon or it's like brought up in any way, there would be like some kind of <laughs> something there in that conversation. Yeah, there's yeah. always been this like a bit of rivalry because it's always been canon that Han won the Millennium Falcon from Lando uh, in like a game of I forget the the name of the I used to know the name of all the different card games, but it was like one of the card games that Han, uh, you know, gambling with Lando wins the Millennium Falcon. And so there's okay. always this little yeah, bit of yeah. tension of like, oh, you're how are you treating like, you know, my baby? But in the way that like guys talk about their like cars, cars or their boats or whatever okay so that's what they're like so they're they're picking yeah. up on that in the new movie and then they're like filling in backstory yeah to that so, but the so villain is of, like really bizarre so much of solo is about giving you backstory to stuff that you didn't think had more backstory or needed more backstory um yeah han, han solo gets his name from the recruitment officer when he signs up to be a stormtrooper, which is a, a like canonical thing uh, that like, I think, I don't know if it happened in the movies. I, I forget if it actually gets mentioned in the, the original trilogy. I know it's like a big thing in like early EU stuff is that Han used to be a stormtrooper. And when he signs up uh, and gives the name Han, the guy's like, what's like your last name? And he's like, I don't know, like, where are you from? And he's like, you know, I'm like basically an orphan. I'm not from anywhere. And so he just writes solo because he's like alone, you know? Mm. Um, But then this becomes weird because this is coming out after the like new trilogy stuff where um, when like Leia and Han get married, they like go with the name solo and like give solo to their, the, the last name solo to their kid, Ben. Mm-hmm. But you would think if it, like if it was just a name given by like a, uh, Imperial recruitment officer, you think that they would be going with Organa then you, you would, you think know, that. like yeah. it seems like Organa would have more weight within mm-hmm. like that, them forming a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'd also be that like, uh, resonance of like Han Solo, um, you know, being solo, but now like finding a family or a home and then like taking on a name and that getting on, the, getting the new name. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But anyway. Yeah. Just another Harrison Ford character that, like, does not need additional back story. I like Han Solo a lot, but I, and I think that Solo, a movie, in the moments when I'm watching it, is, like, kind of fun, and I just enjoy watching the actor be, like, kind of ridiculous on screen. Um, but whenever you try to think about, and I'm so thankful that I don't care that much about Star Wars lore anymore, but whenever you try oh, to think yeah. about stuff, it, God, it That would is, be torturous. Yeah, it is. I can see why lots of people don't like Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i not like, I want to clarify my earlier comment, which is Harrison Ford has some good, very good characters that are good because like their backstory is like minimal. Yeah. Um, And so therefore they don't need more backstory because that's only going to make it worse. Um, And I think. I mean, Deckard is like the number one of this, um, where I'm a big fan of the like original Blade Runner. Um, yeah. What 2047? What's the year of the sequel? I don't. I don't. There's too many. I, don't, I think, I think it's, it's 2047. 2047. Yeah. I like. I like a lot of. I like aspects of that film, and I like a lot of like what it attempted. Um, but I just like. That was one where I, it falls under this category of like, it didn't really make anything better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I felt like, especially not, you know, the whole Deckard thing. I don't think that it, Blade Runner is good that it's like underwritten. Um, and that's like part of what the movie is in a way that's yeah. like important. Um, but anyway, um, the whole Star Wars thing for me. Hey, I'm just gonna be. <laughs> Sorry, I found, I found the the Han Solo tones. Okay, wait, wait, do it again. Hey, it's me. Oh, that's really creepy. <laughs> that would be Never like. Tell me the odds. That's slightly less creepy. Yeah, but the imagine just What's like. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> no, the the first one is completely inappropriate for a ring hey, thing. It's me. Oh. Just sends a chill down my spine. Like imagining just like my phone randomly doing that. <laughs> you get like you know, a call. Amaze even myself. <laughs> See, these are garbage. Yeah. All of these like What's going on? every ringtone that you've played from the like purchase uh, purchasable ringtones yeah. has been fucking terrible. Um and I guess it gives me a new perspective on the like n- native iPhone ones or whatever the pool that we're using, the, yeah. the ones that are already loaded on your phone. It's not my uh, fault. <laughs> <laughs> I never said it was your fault. Okay. It's just, it's your phone. So, you know, you're providing the ringtones. Um, but yeah, they're better than I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. Uh, they're better than I thought. I was frustrated. I was like, surely we can do better. But now, like, you know, we're looking at the fucking purchasable ones and they all suck. So maybe it is hard to get like a good ringtone. Uh, although I like the one that was the applause. Don't everybody thank me at once. Yeah, it wasn't that one, but that's okay. <laughs> I lost uh, the applause one. Okay, that's fine. I, I liked your idea of just like You're having us. Kid, no. 
Okay. Han's okay. leaving. <laughs> I guess we can I guess we can end this podcast early. <laughs> um so yeah, having applause at the end for just like all of them from now on would be kind of nice. Yeah. Um but anyway. Uh yeah, Star Wars. I don't care about Star Wars. And it's not like a hostile I don't care. It's just like the only Star Wars shit I ever really got into was the Kotor. Like Kotor one, that, Kotor two. That's a Jaconner statement. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna do that to me? <laughs> so I'm, I can't, not, I'm not trying to be so mean tonight, but <laughs> No, I mean the problem the problem is that I can't argue with that. Like yeah. it's true, but I just I also want you to justify it, but I just know, like, <laughs> I I understand to the exact, like, degree that you understand. Like, I understand the exact same way why that's true, uh, but I also, like, want you to justify it. Uh, yeah. But I I can't. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, um, I will say there were a couple times. So I'm aware of the, like, extended universe uh stuff like before yeah. that was all made non-canonical or by it's disney le- or it's whatever. legends it's legends, legends. yes yeah. so it um, still exists within the world of star wars but as stories that people tell not necessarily the actual canon okay so i've done a couple like wiki deep dives on that where i've just been like yeah i'm at home it's like christmas i have nothing to do let me just read the Star Wars Legends wiki for like three hours. And I think that's, I know the KOTOR story is like basically overlapping with pulled from that to like a large degree. Um, and so I also like a lot of that stuff. Like I find it interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm sad that they didn't do. I mean, they probably wouldn't have done a very good job with it. But I'm sad that that's like not more of that stuff didn't go into the the rebooted Star Wars, you know, the the new concept Star Wars stuff, because I feel yeah. like it's more interesting than just them being like, oh, yeah, Star Wars, the next generation. Like, it's just the same shit. And like, it's everyone's children. And now we're yeah. like going to find out how it's everybody's like they're all, you know. It's just everybody's kids from like the original movies. Yeah. Um they keep talking about uh so like those movies are supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, and so they're talking about like there's some film that's supposed to come out at some point in the indeterminate future. Uh that's gonna be like the start of like a a new Star Wars saga that's not gonna be related to and I one I just don't fully trust star wars people making like a big like disney movie to not touch anything related to like the star the the skywalker saga characters i just don't trust they they are going yeah, to the want commercial to motive because both the commercial motive and the like fan motive you know yeah well i don't so, know anything about the fandom so well i can't but, comment on that but like but i don't like, know if the fans want that or don't want, like people, want that people what I'm saying is that people working on a Star Wars movie now. Oh, they want Luke to like Luke Skywalker stuff. They, yeah, they grew up like 
really loving Star Wars and they want to like play with their toys, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, so. I have Luke Skywalker now. Yeah. Now I can do my like, you know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I see what you're and, and what was what was kind of fun about the the like extended universe stuff, the EU stuff. Um Disney nuked the EU. <laughs> um uh yeah. <laughs> I got uh, you there. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Um, That's a funny joke. Yeah. Uh so That's what, our alternate universe. What was Planet fun Earth. about that stuff is that it was existing at like an era of sci-fi stuff and also of like production around these kinds of movies and things like that, where uh there was not this dominant like top down we are establishing canon things have to adhere to canon and so things were like weird and contradictory sometimes or we're just like doing fairly different things within that space and and i'm not saying that it was perfect but i i think you mean like when when you have that fan impulse where people want to play with their toys and mash them together I think it works best when you have like the plethora of like weird contradictory stuff that will come out of that rather than someone says something in this movie and now everything has to adhere to that again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the kind of thing that like, it's kind of like casuistic or whatever. Like it seems like it makes sense and, and like is a good idea initially, but then the more you think about it, it's not really, like, oh, yeah, let's have, like, a canonical, you know, let's, let's ground, like, all of this, all of this, like, stuff, all the world building and, like, the lore and stuff. Let's just ground it uh, and then, like, you know, build on that. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like, with, you know, universes that are, that are so big, uh, like, creative properties that are so big, it is... It's like stifling. And then of course, if the like entity that's establishing the canon is like establishing an uninteresting canon, then yeah. you know then that's a ter- absolutely terrible. So Yeah. Not um, not to uh I don't want to talk a bunch about Gundam, but a thing oh my God, that I yeah. a thing that I Always. have enjoyed watching through Gundam is the amount of just like other timelines um be because there is a certain amount of like there might be like internal canon stuff to uh like universal century gundam but that doesn't mean that other people can't take the things about gundam that they enjoy and make a gundam show and have that do other weird crunchy things that you couldn't do if you had to adhere to the canon of universal century, you know? Yeah. It's not like, Oh, Domon Kashu is Hayato's like grandson. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa, you know, we have to, we have to and, tether everything back to like the core, you know, the original characters or whatever. Yeah. And, and also that they're, you haven't gotten to turn a yet, but turn a specifically engages with all of that in a way that, um, it kind of lays the groundwork for saying all of these are actually the same universe, but in the way that makes it the most interesting. So that's another thing that's that's really strong. Um, yeah, is that there's ways that you can read what happens in turn A as saying everything happened in a chronological order that you could uh, seemingly arrange within a timeline, 
that, uh, you know, by the time you get to turn A, ends with turn A. But also, that is still, like, weird and complex and... uh. What it what like, it's more concrete. interested in is like what it means then that stuff would like cycle and repeat in this way, and not like how do we make everything make sense as like a a chrono- chronological timeline. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing. Yeah. I, I not having seen turn A, but just like yeah. knowing what I know. I mean, I I completely agree. Um. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just like hung up on. Now I'm going back to Star Wars. I'm just hung up on like. No, I want to see the like, you know, moral dilemma of like the Jedi not like, oh, like, oh, we can't interfere in this like war that's killing like billions of people. Uh, and also like the moral. There's not like a clear moral imperative or whatever. Like, but even if there was, we like we shouldn't do that because we're Jedi and like something about being Jedi means that like, we shouldn't intervene in this. And then like the hero of the story being like, no, obviously like we have to take action and like bring peace, blah, blah. blah. And then like, you know, the dialectical element of like the hero starts fighting the war and just becomes like, in order to actually win the war to stop it, he has to win it. And then to win it, he has to, like, you know, do even more fucked up shit. Uh, And then, like, the Jedi kind of end up being right, but they were still kind of wrong. And then he's, like, kind of a villain at the end, but not really. Uh, And it's, like, all really confusing and, like, shrouded in mystery. I kind of... That's what I want to, like, have happen, which is KOTOR. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's like what the what's not depicted in Kotor, like, but would be great for a movie if Disney wasn't doing it. Um, so I just can't get over that, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I have. Thank you for joining us today. Next time we'll be reading chapter 48 from volume three. You can find the full schedule at export.io slash Pluton schedule. If you have questions for us, then they go spot at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast. Many of those becoming a $1 patron of the network at export.io and listening before the public feeds. Uh, I'm going to take a slight pause here and just like extra promo. Go support export.io. Helps out um, Autumn and Nora a lot right now. Autumn's taking a, a month off of podcasting because they're extremely overwhelmed with like their day job and then podcasting was not not helping um and uh so like i i am guesting on uh coffee and comic books um that might be the five dollar exclusive bonus episode i'm not sure yet i don't know how rick is editing and uploading those um but i know i'm this i i'm the second one this month which i think means that i would be the the five dollar one uh so that's also a thing you can go listen to me talk about um some uh japanese comics from uh a writer who published in goro um the name of the author is escaping me at this exact moment um but it's golden pollen and other stories uh and we talk a little bit about like its relation to atg films the art theater guild stuff um anyway uh that's that's a thing people will get if they become a five dollar patron they get exclusive access to that um also uh, if you're not a $1 patron, um, 
if you become one, you'd be able to hear this episode. Like when you're listening to this, you'll be able to hear next week's episode in that. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? You I, get a, you get an episode a week know. early. Okay. So if, if you're listening that to this in the free sense. feed right now and you give a dollar, you will have another episode to listen to right now. And then you'll be a week ahead of where you are. Right. Unless right now is like a long time in the future. Yeah, I guess so. But when you catch up anyway, all of that to say, <laughs> oh, please. Oh, and then um, my podcast, Ornate Stairwells, uh, M from Abnormal Mapping has been uh, guesting and um, sort of joining me instead of Autumn uh, watching some movies. So that's been fun as well. Uh, anyway. I'll get back to it. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at export.io slash Puton or by searching Pondering Puton on the podcast type of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at export.io slash Ghost Divers or by searching Ghost Divers on your podcast type of choice. Uh, we're currently doing Psychopaths, which has been fun. Uh, you can find the show at Ponder Puton on Twitter, just at Puton on co-host. You can find me at Foxomnia on Twitter and co-host, where you can check my pinned tweet or pinned host. Find all of my podcasts. I'm also on uh, Blue Sky, other stuff. I need to, to change this document again a little bit because I'm I'm trying to use co-host a little bit more again. I feel bad about how much I've shunted it. So uh, we're going to find you, Connor. You can find me at Rebel A uh, on uh, Twitter and co-host. Um, I continued sticking with co-host, <clears throat> even as you were kind of like, you know, waffling on it. Yeah. So I'm your still your usage of co-host did not change at all. No. Yeah. I stayed, my commitment remained the same. <laughs> um, and our opening theme is "Ninja Nantai" by Yoshio Takaro, and taking us out today is "An Englishman in New York" by Sting. So when I say that, like you saying the only Star Wars you care about is KOTOR is a very Connor thing to say. It's the same thing of, like, it's a very me thing to say that the only gacha game I ever played was the Megami Tensei one. Class dismissed. <laughs> Class dismissed. Don't drink coffee, I take tea, my dear. I like my toast on one side. You can hear it in my accent when I talk. I'm an Man in New York. You see me walking down Fifth Avenue. Walking cane here at my side. Take it everywhere I walk. I'm an Englishman in New York. Whoa, I'm an alien. I'm a legal alien. I'm an
Yeah. 